2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Can we bring up the fact that you have been compared to Danielle Fischel online?
2: You should. You know why? Because nobody ever brings that up. But somebody actually changed for Wikipedia to saying, I think it was like Jessica Kleinschmidt, a.k.a. Danielle Fischel somebody like put my name in her wikipedia which was like a dope moment for me which is why i don't know why i'm only worth 47 dollars on ebay but that's like a whole thing it's a whole thing
1: Welcome into Missing the Point. I am your host, Michael Marcangelo. As always, joined alongside by Broadway Joe Malkin, and we are here today to discuss the disaster known as the MLB. And to do that, we have a very special guest. She has had stints with FanDuel, MLB.com, Yahoo Sports, and most recently with NBC Bay Area covering the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants. She's the former host of Bog Talk at NBC. Corked Up, and is the current host of Burning Questions with Eric Burns. Please welcome Jessica Klein-Schmidt. How are you?
2: I'm good, and I love you already, but we were not calling it the MLB. Oh, right. Just, not I mean, the rest. rest is great. The rest, you killed yeah. it. Also shows how many podcasts I've had and how many that have failed. But that's all part of the business. Let's go.
0: <laughs> we rarely fail around here with our guests. We don't do it very often. Yeah. That's right. A lot of the,
1: I mean, there is obviously, this is usually the time when baseball season is ramping up, right? We have spring training, yeah. pitch, pitchers and catchers. This is when the diehards like Joe, Craig, who I did not include in the intro, and he'll never let me for, uh, forget about that, are really getting amped up. But now we are in the middle of this, for all intents and purposes, right? Like a pissing contest between the Players Association and the owners, um, what is your stance on this? Should it have ever come to this point, Jessica? And how do we, like, will there be a season?
2: It absolutely should not have gotten to this point. The The number that pops out to me is 43. And that's the number of days that any conversation was even taking place. And I, just as a personal person, like I'm a planner, before you know, my spring training 2024 is already planned. That's how it should have been, right? And the one thing that I had the biggest issue with is the momentum that was building up around 1230 midnight around that time. I was getting positive vibes. I was hearing literally good things from my sources until the very last minute. And then who was that? The, the picture that came out and said, they tried to put this fine print stuff in at the last minute. That's the part that I'm, I'm struggling with the most because it's so hard to get the players to trust you, let alone on as a player, you know, the Players Association, because you're representing so many guys. But then Rob Manfred and the owners, all that trust is just out the window. And you're making the players look like a fool. But I will say I've never seen the players more unified in all the years that I've um, Covered this game and you know there's been the one thing I think about was like when Dallas Keichel was a bummed a few years back when the a- Astros didn't make any acquisitions around the trade deadline Then boom they get Justin Verlander a lot of these guys were a lot more outspoken and I think that's tenfold now they're not just updating their profile pictures they're tweeting out how they Marcus Stroman said Manfred gotta go you know like I think it's, it's sad. That's the message. I think it's beautiful. They're all sticking together. But I also want those people that are complaining and bitching that these guys are millionaires that if you look at the median about what all these guys are getting paid, it's less than hockey players. And so I hope that these people that are complaining know that they deserve to be paid what they're worth in their jobs. Why should it be any different from this? And, you know, there's so many little things. And I feel like the players are being more than fair what they're owed and everything like that. So, no, we shouldn't have gone here. And to your other question, I do believe we're going to have a season. I am very confident we will. My gut is telling me just April's not going to happen. I think if we're lucky, we'll get it through May, very latest June. But I'm very confident we'll have a season. I just don't know when that could start.
1: So, to your original point, I have one more question for uh, Joel jump in. Is, you know, the ML, it's not... The, the major league players, for the most part, right, they can afford to hold out for a little while. It's the minor leaguers that, that you really feel for, right? It's because they're, they're not making, they're not raking in the dough. And I think, what is there? There's an emergency fund for MLB that will pay each player, was it 1500 a week if it ever gets to that point? And I don't know, if you go from making $40 million a year guaranteed to now you're getting paid $1,500 a week, I, I think that that's the owners trying to force their hand. But my last question in this opening segment would be, isn't the number 141? Cause because if you get the owners to a point where they don't have 142 games televised, they lose, they start losing money on their TV deal. So don't you need to hold out that that long if you're the players to actually get what you want?
2: I'm sure that's in that's a big part of it too. Um coming from I have a TV background, having working with NBC. And I see how much money goes into some of these contracts. It's like insane. Cause you think you just, I'm just obsessed with the players contracts, right? You go to spot rack and you're like, damn, these guys be doing good. But then you (laughs) see everything else. And, you know, it's totally different. Now, mind you, when I was on TV, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting paid the amount that they're getting paid, but that's OK. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm the one that has to sit up there and do my eyeliner perfectly and talk shit about baseball players and you just get to run scot-free. It's fine. I would never talk shit about these or any of the baseball players, just FYI. But yeah, I if you want, that's a total thing. I I don't know much about the whole that stuff just because. My mind's always with the players and everything like that. But I see where you're coming from. And that's certainly something that's being taken into account. And, you know, we shouldn't have had canceled games. Here's the thing that I was really interested in. I'm a baseball nerd through and through. I'm okay with them not having 162 games in a season. But Mama would like to know ahead of time. And don't make it dramatic where it's like Rob Manfred wants to cancel these two series. And you're like, okay, you could have just like said ahead of time, like, hey, just to let you know, we're not going to do it. So the way that it was handled was like, it made me feel gross, you know? So there's kind of that, but yeah, the TV deals is certainly something that's been taken into account. I would assume as as far as the owners are.
0: There's one big thing in, in what Mike brought up there that is actually going to save baseball a little bit,
2: a good attitude,
0: a good attitude. Number one. Yes. Yes. I I love all the, 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 the players that are tweeting and, so, you know, and Jared Carabas, who we all follow, I'm sure, uh, at least the three of us. I don't know if you do, Jessica, but he's, he's a very personal good.
2: friend. And unfortunately, I do follow Jared Carabas. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we're still trying, I'm trying to get him to come on. We got Steve Peralt. We're trying to get him to come on at some point, too. But besides the point we're we're talking to you. So one of the biggest things is with minor league players, they're not part of the players association. Correct. So un- until they are on the 40 man roster or called up to the major leagues in September, they are not part of.
2: They're two separate entities and people right. still understand that. So that's actually good that you brought that up. So it's literally two different segments. Yeah.
0: And and they, and right now I, well, what are we seeing? We're seeing a lot of pictures out of training camp that are uh, minor league players. guys. That are James st-
2: is a fucking minor league baseball player right now. Like, what is that? What? It's just weird.
0: We like oh. that. We, we oh, like yeah. that they're that that going to still play because you know so because we've brought up the major league players association so often because i'm going to ask a question about rob Manfred in a second but you know we look back at the early 2000s kevin millar and barry bonds uh kevin millar mostly uh was a player that was not even on the video games in the early 2000s because he crossed the picket line in 1995 and was never allowed to be in the players association and i I'm almost thinking we're going to see that and they're going to try and and tell me if I'm crazy for thinking this, if they push out too long, the owners may try and push to play with minor leaguers and replacement players until they can get the major leaguers back. Is that an option for the owners?
2: I could see it being an option, but then I think of the superstars that would be missing out and those are the guys that are selling the tickets. I know girlfriends of mine who couldn't stand baseball, but they want to go watch Chris Bryant back because they think he's cute. You, I mean, I like those that. guys, not bad, not I'm bad. not bashing on that at all. I I love that they, they want to come and they want to, but I'll tell them a little nugget about Chris or Mark Ken is going to go up to bat. I'll tell them about whatever, but you have to remember the superstars are what's quote selling the game. Mind you, baseball is very difficult to sell. And I know that, and because I've been trying to do it for five, six, seven years in my life, um, actually more like 20 something years since I was a kid, but you know, I could see that happening, but I really I don't think they would stoop to that level knowing that people will just pay a ticket to watch Christian Yellich watch go up to bat. People would pay money to watch Yelich strike out. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of a thing that that's done. But I mean, it's not after everything we've seen. I don't think it's the craziest idea. But at the end of the day, like, if you know you can go to a minor league ballpark, people go to minor league ballparks really not to watch baseball. They want to go to like, there's probably like a really good deal on food. It's a really weird, like themed night, like Hawaiian t-shirt, hot dog with mayonnaise night, whatever they're doing. These, it's such weird stuff, but you go for that and it's for the community and everything like that. So, I mean, sure, but I don't think they would do anything like that where people, you know, call ahead of time a bajillion years to watch DeGrom pitch and Scherzer starting in for the Mets would be just insane and Shohei Otani. I mean, that's obviously a little bit different, um those guys like you're you'd be stupid to do that, but i that's not the craziest idea I've ever heard
0: so that brings me to my question about rob Manfred. who is the worst uh commissioner in American sports, and why is it rob Manfred?
2: I don't feel comfortable answering that, but I do know that he's taking a lot of bullets for some people. I'm not sticking up for him at all. I actually have his back in certain things. Like I know he wants to make it more fun, which I don't like that he was trying to shave off some things, but I understood why he was doing it. Mind you, I covered the game. I don't think I've ever sat through a nine inning baseball game. It's just, it's a, it's a slow game. What are you going to do? And I'm obsessed with it. I have to take a break, even if I'm covering it and all of that. So I... Just from seeing it on my perspective, he's. it's going to take a miracle for the players and fans to give him any sort of respect. And like I said, I do know he's taking a lot of bullets for people, and I was a little uncomfortable with the way that he was smiling during the the announcement of the cancellation and all of that, but... The I I can't stop thinking about that twelve thirty deadline, the momentum, and then all of a sudden they're blaming it on the players. That that bothered me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I have personal relationships with some of these players, you know, and that just breaks my heart. And it's kind of like I feel, you know, as a woman in this game, people automatically have this stereotype of me, and I feel like that's what the owners were doing toward the players, and that broke my heart as well. So I'm not gonna make any personal digs at Rob, but. I do know that it's, I don't think he's, he never really had a lot of respect from people from what I've heard. And it, it's just even worse now. And that's, that's too bad.
0: So to follow up to that then, and then kind of change the, the line of questioning as someone who covers the game and has a lot of personal friends who are players, should we as fans, not as podcasters or, you know, people that cover the game, should we as fans get, <clears throat> Excuse me, give Rob Manfred a little more leeway, respect and benefit of the doubt based on what he's dealing with. I mean, should we do that?
2: I feel like however you feel about Rob Manfred, you're probably going to have a lot of evidentiary support to back up why you feel that way.
0: That's a good answer. I I like that
1: answer. Just let you know, Jess, if you don't feel comfortable saying anything out loud about Manfred, you can just Slack me and I'll use
2: it as my take. Oh, perfect. And I also have always wanted to say evidentiary support because I did watch Legally Blonde recently. So
1: So, I think we're just in a weird spot right now.
2: That's what it is. It's weird, dude. Like it's the perfect definition.
1: Because here's my reasoning. I, I was obviously... Born and raised in the Boston area. So I was a diehard Red Sox fan, right? Still, I, I wouldn't call myself a diehard anymore. I'm just, I, I, I know Why a lot not? Of Why not? Honestly, uh, this is a, I think after 04, like once, like we were chasing it for so long. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then you got it uh, because there was no more, like you did not, there's no reason to hate really the Yankees anymore, right? And then you did it again in 07, which is cool. But now, You're you're in in this position where they're not underdogs. They actually should always be competitive. And if you're not in the, if you're not, if you don't find yourself in the playoffs, then it's, then it's a joke. Um, But this isn't about me, Jess. Right, no, that was
2: was a journalist, Jess, question. It's a great
1: question. But I I feel like we find ourselves in, in this weird spot where the game is losing fans.
2: Yeah.
1: And right now, from an outsider's point of view, it looks like that there have been unrealistic expectations set by some owners and they're making their commissioner speak on behalf of them and the players to accept it at what point do you think the owners realize you know baseball will probably never die but how do we at what point is it irreparable and let's just get back to earning more fans back to the sport bringing more people in and making this the game that it was again in 1998 minus the juice the juice
2: the juice the juice The juice. It doesn't have to be necessarily steroids or performance enhancing stuff. I. That's whatever, right? The reason I I was on both the Cardinals and the Cubs when I played Little League during the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire thing. Like that's gonna be me. That's gonna be my memory forever.
0: How many Little League home runs did you hit?
2: Just one, but it was off. It was off of like this guy who was like a star football player. He actually did get popped for steroids that like actually (laughs) like, okay, dude, like no wonder my brother couldn't keep up with you as a running back. Like, dude, you were freaking insane, but it was off the tallest fence in my little league park. So that was also thing, but like the dude got a freaking long ball hit off him by a chick. Like that sucks.
0: Especially when we grew up that you know, it was like more now it's like normal, but back then.
2: But now the now the student sees me on TV talking about the game that he didn't succeed in, so that sucks too. I think we
1: could probably, I think we could probably figure out exactly when he decided to inject steroids into his body. One hundred percent. I was
2: like, oh, yeah. you're twelve. Do you want to be fourteen? As I cross the plate, there you go. You're gonna need more than an energy drink, boy. Yeah. When I'm done with you, anyways. But yeah, so I. I feel like we also need to embrace pop culture. I feel like that's super important too. And I know my demographic just, I'm not going to say I'm a pretty girl, but like I know what I look like. I know what my demographic is. And I can look that up on my Instagram, 84% male, 30 to 50% uh, age range, which is no different from like the average baseball fan, right? And so maybe it's a little bit older. I think it's like a 55 plus white male is the demographic when we looked at the actual research that we did at NBC. And it's been the same since forever. And right. uh, that was my little nod to Sandlot, if you will. Um, yep. And I feel like if we don't embrace NBA, is like a, a highlight driven sport. There's nothing we can do that to do that with MLB. But I think we need to remind these guys like, there are or these guys, literally, the demographic is there's fun stuff going on. You know, like I want to see what Francisco Lindor's wearing when he walks to the wild card game you know like that's what i want to learn about because that's how it is in nba we see like lebron is wearing like shorts but a tuxedo like what is that i want to know about that and i think that's important too but i also think we need to like reintroduce the sport is not just chick stick the long ball like i love a defensive play that's sexy i love a turn two i love like I love like a really good base hit that puts you up for the right situation. And oh, Aaron Judge is coming up to that. Like we want you need to know more of the sexy parts of baseball without me having to like lose my breath and explain it to you. I don't know how we're going to get there, but I feel like media is doing a good enough job like with TikToks and stuff like that to kind of reintroduce it. But I will say the beauty is like when I talked to Bob Melvin, because, you know, he was my manager for what, three or four years for the A's. He was really great about, like, embracing the new stuff while sticking to the, like, traditional. And I feel like if we find more people like that, then we're golden. But a lot of kids, like, they're used to TikToks that last two minutes at the most. Remember, Vines were a thing. Six seconds if you were over it. Like, that's scary. And, you know, just stuff like that. Like, even when I do a podcast, people are terrified to listen to a 45-minute podcast. And then here I am telling you, I have 45 minutes to get, <laughs> I don't know how to not talk. Like, what do you want? Like I chose the right profession, but it's just, it's just stuff like that. It's reminding that there's more than just throw the ball, hit the ball, you're done. And I feel like that kind of plays into a lot of these owners may think these players are silly by not reading the fine print. They're some of the smartest individuals I've ever met in my life. And I, that's why I love my job is because they give you insightful answers. They're great people. That too. Listen to it like a good interview with a baseball player. And I was actually working on a project. And my boyfriend and I were watching a John Carlo Stanton interview. And my boyfriend's like, I know who John Carlo is, but like, I don't know who he is. And you sit and watch, you're listening to him, and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that guy. How the fuck don't people know about John Carlo Stanton? Well, that's
0: what they did with Mike Trout for years, right? Like they wanted Mike Trout to be the face of the league and they had him doing subway commercials and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, there's no face of baseball. You can't, you know, football players wear helmets.
2: And we still recognize them out in public.
0: Exactly. Like I could recognize probably the most obscure football players, but I probably wouldn't know Shohei Otani from from anybody else.
2: I think you would. Um, I think you (laughs) might.
0: Well, no. Mike Trout. Let's go with my Trout. or He sure. looks like a generic white guy.
2: I did. I did a one-on-one with Matt Chapman. My boyfriend had no idea who that was. And he's a baseball fan. That's too bad. Yeah. And Matt Chapman's and, and, the most electric, like the, him and Wilson are the most popular guys in the A's. And, and he had no idea who I was talking to.
0: Which is a problem in baseball.
2: And what a crappy boyfriend. I'm just
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't dump him on the spot.
2: I was like, oh, you didn't realize who that was? Okay. But if it was Mookie Betts, like you'd be running up and like asking for an autograph. That's at least positive. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to interview Mookie Betts. Right. My boyfriend. A sore
1: like, here in Boston. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please. We don't need to talk about him anymore.
2: Oh, so- yeah. Sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Shoot. I'm sorry. I usually know my audience. All
1: right. It's okay. Damn it's it. okay. If, if right. only I was wearing like a Red Sox sweatshirt for your I don't desk. even know. Yeah. I-
2: Right. And you said you were a diehard fan. Now you're not. I think you just leaned into it a little bit. Oh, and the Boston hat, too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, guys. Yeah. You know what? Bash on Will Clark. He's behind me. Just back. We love Will Clark. You can't bash on Will Clark if you tried, right?
0: De facto Giants fan, but I'll get to that why in, in a little while. But back to your sexy play thing, I actually had to. to I talked to a college softball coach the other day. We had a, a leadoff hitter who got on base by way of a single to left field. And then she stole second. She was bunted to third and then driven in on a ground out to first. And that was the only run we got that inning. And as he's walking back to the dugout from third base, I'm behind the, the backstop. And I'm like, Hey, that's a really nice inning. And he's like, why we only got one run? I said that's a sexy way to score a run. That's literally how they teach it in Little League. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to do. It's not about scoring a hundred runs or hitting a home run. It's about getting getting the for
2: sure. I I played two ge- two baseball games in one Saturday. I wanted to kill myself. It was insane. Three softball games. I was I could play a fourth.
0: Absolutely, I love softball.
2: Me too. It's
0: it's a great sport.
2: I love it. I, I I really loved playing softball.
0: Yeah. Can
1: I ask you a question about...
2: No, you cannot. Well,
1: oh, I, I feel like I've earned the right to after you you just brought up Mookie Betts uh, and ignored my...
2: You called it the MLB, bro. Like, you are way behind right now. Don't even.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll call it even, right? We'll just... Be... Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool,
2: cool, cool. cool.
1: Why, why, did, uh, why did David Ortiz get elected to the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonston?
2: It's a great question. You fucking tell me. I... I, think, I... Here's the well, thing. When I was younger, I I wrote my senior thesis, high school senior thesis. I'm a college dropout. I don't know what the fuck his thesis is, but I wrote it on steroids. All the boys wrote about steroids, but they wrote about what it did to your body. Your girl did. I wrote about what it to, does to your public character. And this was Rafael Palmero. And I remember getting so pissed off at finding out that Barry Bonds did steroids. But then I see Raphael Palmero, who has like my body i'm like wait a second so i leaned into it and i read all the court documents and how they were just lying and then i got even more pissed but as time went on i was like wait a second they're all doing it and that was that wasn't just steroids they were doing cocaine they were doing greenies they were doing babe ruth was hammered half the time right i think like you could call that an enhancer of some sort like you know, because he was an alcoholic. He had to like, he had to do it. So it was just interesting from that dynamic. But I'm right there with you. I think it's, it's crap. The thing that I'm worried about is I don't know how the hell Barry Bonds will ever get in the Hall of Fame because the, the election or the electors, like that one little group of guys, they're very old school, you yeah. know, and I was, I just read that article. And if y'all saw it um, from Bob Nightingale, he sat down with Goose Gossage and he just ripped Barry and Clemens to shreds and you're like. That's like the hall, right? right? And it's also just kind of like I, I, I can't tell you who's told me this, but I was talking about I was talking to one of the a player recently, and he's a big Joey Votto fan. And I was like, Do you think Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer? He's like, I don't know, man. But there's too many fucking nerds, like voting for the Hall of Fame,
1: right? Also, okay, Barry Bonds is a, was a dick to reporters. Fine. I get it; it's fine, but that—that that is the only reason as to why Ortiz is in, and he's and, and Barry Bonds is. I'm right like, there I'm, with not, me. I'm not advocating for David Ortiz to not be in the Hall of Fame. I'm advocating for Barry Bonds to be in it because yeah. you cannot have a Hall. That guy was sorry. That guy was a Hall of Fame player in 1998.
2: I totally understand. And one of my favorite quotes that I heard because I, when I was at NBC Sports Bay Area, I did the A's. My counterpart for the Giants, Alex Pavlovich, phenomenal writer. He said the most historically great hitter will not be in the muse in a museum about baseball. Right. If you, if you put it down in layman's terms, that's like going to whatever the other, the nerve, Lou, Lou, Lou. I, it's, it's like Vuv, like the champagne. I gotta remember that. Right. Why is the R there? What is that? There's Frank. an R there, right? It's that's you' so dumb. Yeah. That's like, that's like, when, as a journalist, I was told, if you have something to say, don't say it in 15 words, say it in four. It's the same thing. Where's the R? Like, like, anyways, that's fine. My last name is Kleinschmidt, though. What am I talking about? Anyways.
0: Red Fire's name is wrong.
2: Is the Mona Lisa in there?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah.
2: That would be like, I don't think we should have the Mona Lisa in there because she smiles weird. That's a really bad. I don't see. Um, <laughs> this is why I'm a college dropout. Never mind. Next question.
0: Totally understand what you're trying covers. to say. One hundred percent. So here, here's uh, what I think they should do: is abolish the BBWAA and let the players or the current Hall of Famers vote on who gets into the Hall of Fame.
2: The player, the players, is interesting though because of the five year thing. So they would have to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of those players wouldn't have been playing with Derek Jeter or whatever, but you could watch highlights, but that means like you're putting in the same category as me, which is like nobody cares about my opinion.
0: I'd rather you be voting than a lot of those old white. I'm men.
2: terrified to vote because I eventually want to have children. I don't want their lives to be threatened because I didn't vote for the right thing. But
0: to, based on this conversation, you
2: would. That's but that's what's interesting that's- too. Like even analytics, think like I work with so many coaches who are like screw analytics, but I work with so many coaches that. Love analytics, right? And I, remember I brought up to Brandon Crawford once about one of the new defensive stats because I'm such a, like I said, I'm a defensive nut. And he was like, I don't care. I would, I'd go by the eye test and I was like, oh, cool. And he actually kind of felt bad. I was like, no, I want to know these things. And then I asked Chappie the same question and Nolan Arenado the same question. And every, all three of them gave me different answers. And so that's kind of interesting too. I mean, Even for me, who's not, like, hugely into analytics, I'm not not into analytics. I'm a former ball player to a certain extent, so I get where they're coming from. But, like, watching Brandon Crawford, he's one of the best defensive shortstops I've ever seen in my life. But if you look at his batting average, like, oh, so he shouldn't be in the Hall because he's not, like, a certain— It's just—it's weird. I think you need to use that and stuff, but I also feel like you can't have a Hall of Very good.
1: You should. The whole thing, the whole thing, is stupid to me in general. Because what's the first thing you see when you walk into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, well, there's Pete Rose.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, well, right. Well, the precedent that they're setting, though, right? If if we just think about it, and I don't, I, we don't need to name all the names, but who's the next player to get in that that was not linked to steroids? Is it, it has to be Derek Jeter? I don't, I don't know of anyone that's coming down the pipeline that, that could be that could be elected based off of this ridiculous criteria.
2: Joe, was Jones le- linked to steroids? Andrew Jones?
1: I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was. You
2: know, right?
1: I mean, Barry Bonds never tested positives. Never.
2: But but he was he was linked, though, because you asked the
0: right. link. Yeah, but they, 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 the reporters can can use, but that's where it comes back to the reporters. The reporters will use that as their scapegoat, it's just like the owners using the players as the scapegoat.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would probably use scapegoat, too. I'd be like, well, uh, I mean... I have to remind myself, like, I mean, I've been so lucky when it comes to interviews. So, like, I've actually never had a one-on-one with Barry Bonds before, but I, I don't know as a reporter how I would, if I could actually say, like, well, he was a butthead to me. So that 400 batting average doesn't mean shit. Right. You can actually do that. Even Curt uh, Schilling, him and I are completely different views. Sure. Oh boy, he needs to be in the hall.
1: See, I actually, as a Red Sox fan, disagree with you, but. Right.
2: Uh, but I think I think his number is proof he needs to be in the home. Yep. Yeah. Don't like him. Probably won't buy him a drink ever, but
0: he can buy me one. I wouldn't buy I'll him buy you, one. you a drink. Yep. Oh. It's <laughs> nice. Look at that. Look at that.
2: He he doesn't call it B M L B. Jesus. Jesus doesn't either. Don't bring him into this. Don't you dare make this a religious thing.
1: In my defense, baseball is a religion is a religion to a lot of people, and it was in my rundown as the MLB.com. So it's my fault.
2: The MLB.com?
1: Yes. Okay, so maybe that was my fault. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I no, just no, reading. No, no, That's no. All no do. Don't
0: blame and, it on me. I'm reading the rundown now. All right. So, well, yes. Is it, is it runs Runs batted in? Is it RBI or RBIs?
2: So I when I write, when I type it, it's RBI. When I say it, I'll say RBIs.
0: I agree. I yes. do the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, but it's runs batted in, right? Should I just go like for the rest of my career? He's got seventeen runs batted in, just to piss. Mm. Off. No RBI. <laughs> like just,
0: you mean RBI
2: runs batted. runs batted in?
0: RBI whip. Uh, so here, all right. So here's a question based on stats because we talked about analytics, right? So, but we talked about the eye test, and you said you know you you pay attention to the analytics. Here, here's the thing. I think that war and sabermetrics are analytics. I think that batting average on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, the the stats we all know, those are just stats. Everything else is analytics and you should go based off the simple stats rather than the analytics. Thoughts?
2: I think the analytics could be a tiebreaker for sure. Like, you know, the weird stuff. Yeah, I like that. That's fair to say for sure. Because analytics is like, There's that one guy in the front office that, like, is wearing a polo. He's an intern and knows how to, like, do some stuff. And you're like, oh, God. I don't know. I hate those people because I feel (laughs) stupid. I'm like, why do I get paid to cover this sport? You know everything. You go on TV. You go do your top eyeliner, wing eyeliner, and get your (laughs) hair big. And you talk about this, sir, because I apparently don't know shit. So... But then I'd bring Brandon Crawford. Tell them about the eye test. Can you talk about the eye test, please?
0: Because I don't. All right. So now I'm going to go to Brandon Crawford because the reason why and I'm totally switching up on you, but the reason why I'm a de facto Giants fan, besides my grandmother being a huge Giants fan when they were still playing in New York when she was a, a kid, Brandon Belt, the first, our one wonderful first baseman for the San Francisco Giants, he and I lived in the same house when he played in the Cape Cod Baseball League back in 2008. I
2: believe Craig told me that.
0: Yes.
1: Joe, you'll be surprised how often I
0: pimp that out to people. Oh, good. Uh, you should. Cause he's one of my favorite human beings of all me time. Too. Actually his wife, his wife is one of my favorite human beings of all time. I
2: love Braden Bell. He, when I met him, we talked about Joey Votto and obviously he's my favorite player. I don't know how much y'all know about me, but I love him. And I was on the pod with Alex Pavlovich and he goes, my my question was like, Brandon, when you're on first, like, do you talk about him? Because he's, he's a talker. He's a great conversational guy. And I was yeah. like, um, and then Alex slid in. And he goes, well, Jessica just is a big Joey Votto fan. And Brandon goes, I love Joey. And he like fist bumps me. You stalk me on Instagram. You can find it. Me fist bumping Brandon Belt, And it just because like, I was curious. I was like if I wanted to talk to anybody on first, it's always guys. You're cu- Rizzo all day. Freddie Freeman all day. Joey Votto all day. Brandon Bell all day. That's like the better version of the view. Put for those four on TV, I will watch the view. I will start watching the view. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you not talk to them? Exactly. You're literally called Braden Belt one of your favorite human beings. So that's why he was going to be a Major League Baseball first baseman.
0: With, without a doubt. He's a guy that we would love to bring here to Boston. I think Fenway Park would be perfect for his swing.
2: I feel like he does really well at, uh, in Milwaukee. Really,
0: really he well. He does. Really, really? I don't know if he wants to leave San Francisco. He might go back He, if he had to go. any. I mean, he's 33 years old now. If you went back,
2: what's wrong with being 33? Nothing's Good old joke. being
0: 33 because I'm 33. But in baseball terms, that's pretty old.
2: But not baseball media term. Yeah? <laughs> right. but not baseball yeah. media
0: terms. No, 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 <laughs> no. Look at Erin Andrews. She's like 45 now. She looks like she's 22.
2: Yeah. OK. So- So we're
1: talking about female reporters' ages. That's what we're doing now, Joe. That's what you want to do. I don't even know
0: how old
2: a female as a female reporter. I brought up my age. That's why it was brought up.
0: Yeah. But thanks, thanks, Mike, for trying to dig that (laughs) hole. You're welcome.
2: He's like I'm really trying to get out of this the MLB thing. I'm really trying to make somebody else get thrown (laughs) underneath the bus right now.
0: He's he's really good when we don't have guests on it doing that, but when we do, they usually keep him accountable. Right. And then right. they and so then they end you. up loving him at the end
1: of this. This is bullshit. I don't. Know, I don't know that this is going that way though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I do. I do have a uh, my last question to you because I, I definitely don't want to. We don't want to keep you over. What was the moment that that hooked you with baseball?
2: Oh, I love this question. So I did play baseball. I didn't know softball existed, and I, so I, when I played, I was addicted. But the. The cherry on top was uh, my dad randomly got these free Ace tickets and I'm from Reno. So it was like a three hour drive to Oakland and we got them and it was like box seats for $2. So maybe they weren't free. They were $2 box seats. We show up and the box seats are all sold out. But they're like, we're going to honor the $2 for, um, no, $2 seats in the general admission. But then we got box seats for $2 because they honored it. It was really dope. The moment I sit down, this guy goes yard and I look at the program and it's Eric Chavez and him and I shared a birthday, a few years apart, of course, but he was a a third baseman, which was really cool because just that week in little league, I stopped playing first base and I switched to third base and I was like, I don't know how to play third, but I had this gun on me. They're like, no, I'm going to keep you at first base because you have an arm. And so when I switched to third base, I wanted to learn about the position. And this guy that I saw hit a home run goes yard. And I think somebody in the outfield, either Milton Brad- Bradley or somebody else, they they or Shannon Stewart, they made a diving catch that made it SportsCenter top 10. Now that was when all I knew was ESPN. I didn't know anything else existed, probably because nothing else really did. And then the center fielder was Mark Hotsay. And he was living in Reno. He resided in Reno. So it's like all those beautiful things. Fast forward 10 years later, and I'm on the field throwing, you know, Eric Chavez is throwing out the first pitch and I'm covering my first big league game. And so it's kind of like I knew God was like, I'm you have to cover the A's because the moment I got home from that game, I was like, Dad, I'm going to be a reporter for the A's. I straight up told him and he was like, Okay, and then I did it. So it was just kind of cool from that perspective. And then, you know, being a woman in this sport has been not as challenging as I thought it would it's not great but I know it's opened a lot of doors for me and I I have a beautiful platform to share with women so to be able to do all of that while living out the dream that I told my dad I would at 12 is just like so dope
0: you know that's so cool to hear that story because it's like as we've you know again same same generation and it's so funny when we talk to uh, women who are in sports and they tell us their stories and it's like so we were literally getting home from school, watching ESPN and you were getting home from school and watching ESPN. Like that's, that's what we were all doing. Yeah. And we just really talked about it. So that's pretty cool. And it's like to to have that support and then actually put your mind to it and go and do it, it's, it's what's made women in sports and in your field so much more mainstream and that's really happened within the last five to seven years. Cause yeah. you know, five, seven years ago it was oh, they just put her on the sideline cause she's a pretty face. And now with podcasts and, you know, I mean, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but like, uh, Aaron Andrews, Jenny Dell, and there's so many more women that have really trailblazed, uh, that, that profession for you guys. And it's really cool to just see you guys doing it because it is very much from a, a, uh, very straightforward sports point of view. And, and I, I love that about women in sports.
2: Yeah. And I, and I feel like I, I accepted it early on that like, I'm not going to have the same MLB resumes. Like if I'm on the panel with Dallas Braden and Dontrell Willis, we know the resumes between all of us, but I know the right questions to ask. I'm not scared to ask the questions and people just really open up to me too. It's the one thing that I, that I'm so lucky with. Like a lot of people are always like, oh, Chapman's really difficult to talk to. I couldn't get him to shut up, you know? And, and it's cool to be able to do that from not just a, the guy underneath the uniform but you know I want to know like how his hips doing and how he covers all that ground after just undergoing surgery and as a defensive nerd I want to learn things too so it's a little bit of everything and you want to make sure that like you're hitting on all the different accounts that the hardcore baseball fans happy with the person who doesn't care about baseball is happy with the person who only wants to see me talking is happy with all that stuff and I think that I'm lucky enough to be able to do all of that. And I think being woman has a big part of that.
0: Yeah. Were you a big Reno Aces fan as a kid?
2: I didn't really have any other choice.
0: Yep. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> Cause, but that's why I saw Eric Burns for the first time, you know, and then now he's like, you know, begging me to work with him. So that's really cool too. So, <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy working with Eric, but it was cool to be like, Sure Eric, I'll host a show with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a big major league guy.
2: Yeah, it's a good guest if I don't have anything to do. But he he actually discovered me a long time ago on, on Twitter. He was just like, "This girl's so funny and witty and then boom, now we have like a really fun show." And I he just lives in Truckee. Well, he lives in Savannah now, but he he's we've always lived close together, too. It's just like crazy how some of these things work out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's he's awesome.
0: So
1: before we get you out of here, uh, where can our listeners find you and stay updated on, on all of your future pro- projects that we can't really discuss right now? But when you can, where can they where can they find you?
2: Yeah, you guys should act like I I didn't tell them anything, guys. But we can pretend like I did, so you guys have yeah, yeah. All the info. At Kleinschmidt JD is my Twitter. Jessica Kleinschmidt is my Instagram. I you guys know for now. I literally post everything. I I'm on eBay and it tripped me out, so I tweeted about <laughs> it today. So you know I. I don't hold anything back, but hopefully once this lockout stuff gets figured out I can announce more things. But that's the main reason why I hate this lockout is it's literally holding me back from a lot of jobs. So So
0: on on that real quick and, I, and that was kind of Mike's last thing, but now now the biggest thing that's going to be minor league baseball, college baseball. It's yeah. it's gonna been what everyone is pushing is all right, if we don't have major league baseball, we have we have college baseball which has been in full swing for now 3 weeks. Is there opportunities for for you guys as in in your group uh, of of reporters to be able to cover some stuff like that or are you guys yeah but
2: it's, it's no different than anything else a lot of times they already had their people picked out you know and and all of that so it's a lot of playing audibles like just you know what can you do but i'm hoping it doesn't last too long and i'm hoping that people understand that there's only so much i can do at this point but there's always opportunities. So but yeah, I mean they already have their stuff kind of taken care of, but I am available if they <laughs> need anything.
0: That's more yes. what I was doing. And I will we'll share Oh
2: all the, yes. I you yes You
0: didn't tell Synac. us.
2: Absolutely hire oh, yes, you. Oh,
0: oh, what's that? SEC network? You are Oh on?
2: yeah, I I can say I can spell it too. So I'm already yeah. halfway there. <laughs> Bingo.
0: Well, you know, you were a college dropout, so we had to make sure you could spell SEC. A community college dropout. Thank oh, com- oh, Jesus it keeps getting worse.
1: It's all. It's okay. We're junior college graduates.
2: Okay. Well, nobody yeah. likes a bragger, Craig. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: I went back and got my bachelor's. Craig. Oh, my you bad. Forgot. Sorry
1: about that. Well, Jess, th- thank you, thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, being a soundbite that will live on and infamy. What well, I will say: the MLB on over and over again on these airwaves. So I really appreciate it. But th- again, honestly, uh, you're, you're fucking awesome to talk to.
2: Oh, thank you. You guys are too. Thank
1: yeah. You. Uh, so for uh, Jessica Kleinschmidt and Broadway, Joe Malkin and Craig Delessandro, this is Michael Mark saying thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point.
0: I like Airplane.
2: I know you do, but Wanna
0: Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger.
1: Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. We
0: got this set. No. This my, dad. my name is prince daniels jr daniels
2: again
1: with a big hole on this show we come to humanize
0: athletes entertainers business executives we're going to see what makes them tick. tuesdays 10 a.m pacific time on spotify apple amazon and wherever you get your podcasts. we'll see you there peace and power electric acid electric acid, electric acid.